0: Welcome into the abyss with Sean Gilmore and his co-host John Ward. Open your mind, both of your ears, and all three of your eyes while we discuss all things supernatural with our weekly special guests. We believe that we all learn from each other and we all have a lot to learn. What will you learn today? Here are your hosts, Sean and John. all right everybody as you could hear by that intro i used the old intro because my brother john is here co-hosting with me tonight how's it going brother
1: hey sean i'm so excited to be back on i've had a little bit of a breakaway from the show uh trying to prepare for my own documentary um but I'm really, really excited about our guest tonight, um, it's someone that I'd reached out to a couple months back, and um, just a really awesome guest to have on here. I'm a big fan of his work and his new show, and I know he's excited to talk about it, and I'm very excited to talk about it.
0: 100%. <laughs> Definitely. Our guest is none other than Dakota Laden from the <laughs> awesome Destination Fear show. Dude, this show is awesome and uh he's got some What's great up, youtube man? stuff i'm gonna be bringing that up too so dakota how's it going
2: going good thank you for having me i'm excited to be here
0: it's our completely our pleasure man i mean with uh with this awesome new show you guys are what three episodes now into it on the travel channel and man yes is an awesome show
2: <laughs> well thank you very much it's definitely something i'm super proud of it was uh Total, it started off as a passion project, and uh, I'm just so surprised we got to this point. Uh, four years ago, like we did a documentary film that inspired this whole show, and uh, it's just so surreal to be here. And the last like nine months have went by so fast, just in terms of getting the show and then shooting it. Now I just literally today finished the last episode editing, so I am officially done. Oh, nice.
1: <laughs> yeah it's
2: exciting now you just reap
1: reap the benefits and get to sit back and watch watch everything happen I'm,
2: I... yeah now now it all kind of settles in and like reality kind of hits hard now it's oh, right, this is this is real this is happening <laughs> it's so Definitely. cool
0: that's awesome so you do the editing for that tv show then
2: yes i do uh i do over half of each episode And, uh, I supervise all the other ones too. So like, even if I'm not editing, I I only get, I think I do like 22 minutes of every episode and the other 22 minutes I still supervise and look over. And, uh, it's definitely editing has been like my favorite hobby my whole life since I was like nine years old, I started doing that. And, uh, I just couldn't not edit my first big project. I've edited everything up until this point, so yeah, it's wild. It's, uh, it's a lot of people don't see me as like a total dweeb nerd guy, but that's that's me, man.
0: <laughs> you know what? With the, uh, I come from a team who did big productions. Um, uh, definitely wasn't like a, a TV show, but it was a pretty, a uh, decent production on YouTube. And I'll tell you what, um, Eric McGill, who did that. Uh, did the producing? He did all the editing. Mm-hmm. He would literally lock himself away for months. Yeah. And so
2: it's I... it's hard, man, and even like the sound design and just the color. Like, there's so many elements, and it that's honestly the best way to go. Sometimes it's just lock yourself away from everything and become the computer.
0: <laughs> right. The <company. laughs> right. I, we we used to uh, make a joke because people, when you post videos on on youtube it's like everybody's a critic and everybody knows you know what good editing is and everything right and so mm-hmm. you always make a joke that you know you push like alt space and l or whatever buttons he would say and then <laughs>
2: you have a video so, right it's done, yeah right it, it's i freaking wish right not gonna yeah. lie that's gonna be something i'm give it 10 to 15 years, there's going to be some sort of, like, an auto-tune for editing where, I don't know how, but it's going to happen, where you can hit a button and it kind of, like, I don't know, it sounds crazy, but that'll probably happen at some point.
0: You know what, it probably will. Like, you know what, produce your own TV show from your phone or your tablet, boom. Yeah. (laughs) And then you can put it on Amazon,
2: YouTube, wherever you want. Yeah, exactly. All the fun that being taken out of it. I mean, it is crazy just in general, though, today, how many people have access to a 1080p HD or 4K camera uh, just at their fingertips all day, every day. Uh, that, to me, is wild. Yeah, it's, oh, it's so growing. Crazy. It is. Definitely.
0: Yeah, it's so crazy. So, before we dive too deep into Destination Fear... Um, mm-hmm. I, I want to talk just a little bit about your YouTube channel because I I checked out your YouTube channel and man your videos they're freaking hilarious, dude.
2: <laughs> well, I, thank I, you I very at much.
0: Dark humor, man.
2: <laughs> well, that's definitely I think my number one passion is comedy and humor, and so the paranormal thing I was just kind of thrown into at a young age. With I grew up in a house that was haunted, we had to get it blessed, and so like. I don't know. My whole life, I've done comedy on YouTube, and that's awesome that you enjoy them. I actually, not too long ago, I we used to have over 200 videos on there, and I had to private like over half of them just for now, just because some of them are almost too offensive. And I got, you know, we got the show going, and we, I just knew there would be a lot of new eyes, and uh, I had to, I had to go in and take a couple of them down for now, uh, but they, they'll all be back up one day. But I that was the best time of my life, man. That was so much fun.
0: You know, and, and actually what's kind of funny is, again, Eric, who did our editing on Ectovision, he did some comedy skits, and he would go and he would do some interviews with people. And Okay. And some of the things that you kind of did were, like, he would just go up to someone and be like, Ham hey, Sandwich? And put them on someone's <laughs> <his own> face.
2: <laughs> just like our awkward, yeah, we did awkward interviews on our channel. And, yes. Yeah, I was like, try to say we tried to say words, any weren't even like words, like uh, Von Alpino and then give him the mic, and I was like, what the heck? What is going on? Yeah, man, that was the best time.
0: So, guys, when you're done watching Destination Fear, go and check out short films. That's films with two Z's, one two three, on YouTube. The videos are they're short and they're hilarious, especially if you have dark humor. If you're friends with me, you'll like it
2: um so <laughs> the youtube um, days dude those are wild because like we we are the same group of people i'm doing the show with alex and tanner and even connor uh who's in some of the videos he's helping me edit the show too now and so it's all the same people and what was really cool is we we, we made a goal before even going into high school that we want to upload a new short film every tuesday and that's kind of how we taught ourselves and kind of forced ourselves to learn filmmaking. Was in, it was like we we were filming a video on like Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. I would edit it Sunday, Saturday, and Monday. Or Saturday, Sunday, Monday. Upload it Tuesday, and then filming again Wednesday, Thursday, and like we did that for over four and a half years straight. And uh, it's definitely what taught us, you know, how it got us to the point we're at now with filmmaking. It taught me so much. I mean, so much. Every every week we tried to do something totally new and different, in terms of just like lighting and effects, and uh, yeah, it was a blast. But definitely check it out. There's some funny stuff out there.
0: Oh, there. I I like the World War II one. I'm not going to say too much about that one,
2: but (laughs) it's him. (laughs) Yeah. Yes, I love that one. <laughs> That's one of my all-time favorites, too. That one stayed, I think. I think we kept that one online. Yeah. It made, well, I, it made I, the I, cut.
0: I just watched it the other day, so it, it's just, yeah. I was like, Ooh, that was kind of racy, but okay, I like it.
2: <laughs> Dude, you should see some of the ones we privated. But I was like 15, 14, you know. I was like, I didn't know any better, and I was just being, you know, dark and fun yeah, and having yeah. a great time. But now if I did it, I feel like people would be like, what the heck, man? But. <laughs> yeah.
0: Well that's what it is though. You you and it, it was if you take it in just as humor and you could tell it's all good fun, then yeah. it's funny. There you could tell when someone's being a jerk and trying to be offensive compared Total. to being funny. So Yeah, yeah. So that's how I took it, man, and that's that's exactly how it should be taken. It's it's hilarious. It's great. Thank you. <laughs> it's like watching comedy back in the nineties again. I don't know. Yeah. You know. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. That's so, so cool. Everybody wants to hear about Destination Fear. This show yeah. is incredible. You guys travel across the country in an RV. And <laughs> yeah. Actually, I'm going to back up a little bit. Because I saw an intro for another show on your YouTube channel that seems very similar. So this must be the documentary that you said that inspired the show
2: yes exactly so i did a documentary it was called trail to terror Uh, i did that and i think i announced it in september of 2014 or 15 yeah 14 and we no yeah 15 2015 we shot it in november of 2015 and it was the same exact thing as destination fear with the same people uh except uh we did five nights in a row at five different buildings versus one road trip going to 10 different locations so just a A smaller scale but exact same concept every night we separate and we sleep alone and chelsea and tanner they have no idea where they're going until we get there and i present them with a packet of information and yeah it was literally the same thing and it was that's what inspired all of this well that's awesome
0: how can we see that documentary
2: so I actually, I never released it yet. So, I mean, it, it was a crazy, I know, a lot of people really want to see it, and I know they do, and I want to get it out there. I just, I, At first, I didn't know how, so I made the documentary as a total passion project, and I think I spent like less than $10,000 on it. And it was pretty much everything I had at the point, but I was just really passionate about the concept and doing this fun, crazy thing. And, uh, I thought honestly, it might just be a YouTube video if, if nothing happens. And, uh, I ended up loving the documentary when it was finally cut down to two hours and we brought it to some festivals just to see what the response was. And then we brought it to the mall of America in Minneapolis and did like four screenings. And, uh, for those all we did was take notes we gave the every person in the audience a 10 question survey at the end and they would answer them and we kind of just did like some deeper diving into what people if they actually like this concept if they don't and uh but we never released it i ended up getting i got asked to come on the show ghost adventures right after and um after shooting the documentary and editing it and so i didn't really want to release it then I, I felt weird releasing it this documentary now that i'm on ghost adventures i just felt like it might look bad, like oh, Dakota's just you know using these like this Ghost Adventures opportunity to promote his own thing, and that was totally not the case. So I never released it for two years, and then uh, Travel Channel caught wind of it. Uh, it was something I had brought to other when I made the show. I had one a connection in uh, the TV world, and I sent it to her, and she really liked it, and she ended up having me cut it down into like a they called it a sizzle reel. It was like a seven minute trailer. Uh, based off the whole documentary we did, and she ended up shopping that around. And once I was on Ghost Adventures, that same company that had shopped our documentary several years ago, uh, I got a call from them one day, and they're like, "Dakota, hey, like, listen, like, we know we don't own the the rights to even shop this idea around anymore, but like, we we got this in front of Travel, and they really like it. And like, so from there, that's kind of how it all happened. I was like, "Oh my gosh, uh, all right, I guess Travel likes this," and we, you know, we went from there.
0: (laughs) That's awesome. It's so cool when things fall into place like that, and uh, um, I'm sure that working on Ghost Adventures, that had to be a really interesting experience. Um,
2: Totally. I mean, it was so, so interesting. I definitely, it was about a little, I guess it was almost two full years I filmed with them, and you know their schedule is pretty wild because they're they're basically on for like a week and a half and then off for like a week and a half and then on like it's just constant all all the time all year round and uh yeah i got to film with them and i got to learn you know how they put their show together which definitely helped once i you know once i got to doing my show if, if i didn't do ghost adventures i definitely would have been way more intimidated by a tv show but after like doing it for a couple months it's like oh like i totally get this i totally understand this and uh once we even got like my show on the like travel channel got the show going and i i bought a bunch of i own a ton of equipment like film gear but because i knew what was being used on ghost adventures and like what type of gear was needed still for our show i bought a whole bunch of gear i invested almost all my money back into gear but i was able to uh rent that gear back for me for the show but i if i didn't go on ghost adventures like i wouldn't know what was needed and i was able to like yeah it was just cool definitely a learning experience
0: that's awesome that's awesome and to work with with zach baggins and um and his crew um i bet that that was just a lot of fun they seem like they'd be fun guys
2: yeah there's a definitely uh it's 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 scary it's it's intense there's some pretty creepy spots and places but at the end of the day it was it was definitely fun just hanging out with those guys and uh getting to know all them and yeah, it all uh it all kinda came and went really fast.
0: Oh, I'm sure. And now here you are with your show and um you you'd mentioned your cast members. Um now your sister, she is yes. actually on there with you.
2: Mm-hmm. Yep, I got Chelsea, and then Tanner, my best friend Tanner, and then one of my other best friends, Alex. Uh, and yeah, that's it's. I that was one thing I was super adamant about was, just like the documentary, it was Chelsea and Tanner. My buddy Alex didn't get to go during the documentary, but he was in school, and he was super upset he didn't get to do it. But we, now we're doing the show, so he's on. And uh, that was just one thing I was really – I know I'm not going to – I mean the it's just you know it's a television world so early on in the development stage there were ideas being thrown around of like different people with me and I was just like adamant from the very beginning like no like I don't I do not want to do this with without my friends and my sister I don't think not even for just my comfort but just like I know how entertaining and, and fun Chelsea and Tanner and Alex are, and just how great of humans they are too. I know that they're these are people that I would want to watch, and so I was I definitely fought really hard to make sure that this was the people I would take on this trip, and I'm so glad I did because what we ended up getting was just honestly an unbelievable experience. We, when we were all done, we filmed for a little over a month on the road in that RV, craziest month of my life. I mean. I don't even remember half of it. It was just such a blur. and uh, But afterwards, like, seeing the product, it's just so cool. And you can tell, like, these are people who have been best friends forever. Yeah. And this isn't, like, some random group of people put together.
0: Yeah, actually, that's one thing that I really love about your show. It's you guys have been working together for so long. And you guys are so close. And then you guys go on this trip, Right. And you just yes. go to these places. How do you keep these locations a secret? Like like I'm I'm that bad gift giver. Like as soon as I get that yeah. really cool gift, like I gotta give it to them. Like, man, I gotta see their reaction. It's like that's how I how I get it's like like my team <laughs> got a new a new investigation. Guys, I got us a new place. I gotta do it. I gotta do it. It's in.
2: tough. <laughs> Dude, I totally I know how you feel. I was like I live with Tanner uh, and Alex, and so when we got the show, uh, I started off my first like month of working was in New York. So luckily, I wasn't with them, so I was able to keep it a, a secret. Uh, but that was kind of the rule. I even in the documentary because they weren't they didn't know where we were going either there, and so as excited as I was, it's, I mean, it's, I'm, if you've seen the lineup, like these locations I picked, I am just so excited about like these were my bucket list locations and the we've had four air so far the six remaining are even cooler and there's several coming up that no one's probably ever heard of and uh well you've heard of maybe if you live in these like cities or states but like they're really never before seen type places and uh but yeah i i when we got to the point where we were filming though that was like my main rule especially during the doc where i was like you guys are gonna know like we're gonna be in this city for a couple hours before i tell you please do not go on google and search haunted places near me and like <laughs> they definitely didn't and they embraced the surprise element and that that's one part of the show i think that's so cool is that you know, I picked all the 10 spots of this road trip, but Chelsea, Alex, and Tanner, they're riding blind and they have no idea where we're going until less than 24 hours before we spend the night there. And yeah, it's just fun. I get to do all this research, do a, a compile, a packet for them to ultimately end up reading. And it was really cool.
0: That, that is really cool. And you get to do that. And it's so cool that they're so willing to let you take them on this adventure. Um, and as with yeah. that, um, We have a listener, um, Crimson Mel. He wants to know, uh, for you, Dakota. Yeah. With traveling to the various places you've gone to and staying at them for a decent amount of time, have you felt the energy change? For example, the energy might be aggressive and unaccepting when you first show up, but after staying for a while and showing you're not a threat, it changes to something more peaceful and almost welcoming.
2: Um, yeah, I mean, so I've had like both happen. The opposite of that, where we'll show up and nothing happens for hours. The the episode uh, last week, Sweet Spring Sanitarium, we showed up and. It was nothing, nothing was happening it was just quiet but we were just exploring and enjoying that part of it and it wasn't until like our eighth hour that it turned on so what we've had times where it's felt totally fine and then whatever is there gets mad the longer we're there and then i've had the opposite we went to a location called madison seminary uh on this road trip and it was at first you know we're, i'm always scared i'm always on edge and creeped out but I I definitely over exaggerate not over exaggerate but I just like over I guess I just thought it was something more scary than it was and a couple hours I'd say like five hours into the night I was just like oh my gosh like it was the first time of and the only time really of the whole road trip where I just felt like this is just cool this isn't scary right now this isn't like I'm not intimidated by whatever is doing this but like we're getting such intelligent things to happen that I I just was fascinated. I wasn't even scared. It was like the only location I really wasn't scared, and uh, just more like blown away and captivated. But yeah, that's a great question because that happens all the time. Feelings change fast too, at locations. Definitely. You can, yeah, you can walk into one room and just feel sad and want to cry, and walk into the next room and be totally fine.
0: Definitely, and and I love that you brought up Madison Seminary. That's actually a place that's uh, near and dear to uh, both John and I. And oh, um, nice. Actually on Saturday, November 23rd, quick plug, um my team um my team will be helping with the public ghost hunt. So, um, Nice. Yes, yeah, we're we're really excited. So, um in case uh people aren't aware, my team is now um now Dark Alley Paranormal Research. So that means that Ray Gooseby and uh and the rest of the crew will be there, too. So, uh, guys, come and say hi. Now, Dakota, I'll tell you what. Yeah. I've been, I've had times in that building I have gotten scared. but Yeah, I, I mean, I definitely
2: sleep. was scared. Uh, but, like, it was just, like, different. Like, up in the asylum on the third floor. And, like, I just more – I felt like that whatever was there sensed that we were respectful. Like, we always went into every night with all respect. Like, that was the one thing I made sure of was – like we just can't be disrespectful, and you know then at least we'll we increase the odds of us having a good night. And uh, Madison was just so cool. We got uh, our first, I would say, intelligent our first, and then we got two that night, but both of them, first one was our first, and he, like an intelligent EVP. and up until that point on the trip, we had had a couple EVPs, but they were just kind of unintelligible. couldn't quite hear what it was saying, but there was something at Madison not the case. And I also love the people who run Madison. Adam Kimmel and his crew of people are really, really swell people.
0: They are, and they are swell. The whole <laughs> I, um, and uh, and you will get intelligent interaction there. So that's that's awesome that you guys are able to see. That. I can't wait to see that episode. Um, now, Allison um, Teary, she wants to know. Um, would you say that Sweet Spring Sanitarium was your scariest investigation yet?
2: At the time, yes. Because we still don't know what happened there. We still uh, don't know. That could have been people trying to screw with us and, you know, people breaking in. uh, Because what we heard sounded like humans screaming and talking. The scariest part is, though, is... We didn't, you know, in the episode, people got to see us searching and looking around, but we did much more than that. We spent like a full hour of just looking through the basement and then doing a property walk. We didn't include that in the episode, but we did a property walk and we had cameras everywhere. And so, one of the things that we did when we left the basement to leave the building for good and be done, we left the two cameras that were rolling downstairs in the sleeping arrangements because we're like, hey, Let's go upstairs. Go outside and leave these down and rolling. And if there is someone down here, like someone hiding, one of these cameras has to catch them because they're they're both covering like every like every part of the floor. So that was one thing I was really curious about getting home to edit. And I watched all the footage and didn't see one thing and actually heard more chanting, like more talking down there. And I don't, I don't know that place was terrifying. But there's one more stop later in the trip that should not have been terrifying. It was the smallest that we went to and uh i don't know i guess eloise no, oops that's the next episode. two episodes from now but uh sweet springs scared the crap out of me but there's one coming up later that scared me even more and it wasn't because you know that was all audible and that's scary but visual i think is something that you just 100 percent yeah we had a we had a crazy visual thing happen i guess is what i'm saying and that's awesome. uh That's coming up, and that was something, that was the most terrifying night. I think it's our ninth episode, our ninth stop.
0: Nice. And you know what? I've been on countless investigations myself, and I've heard disembodied voices. Not quite as, what you guys got at that sanitarium is absolutely insane. Um, Yeah. I've never heard anything like that. Still, when you get that visual, you see that, and you're not really expecting it or you know what even if you are expecting it it's still more startling than getting that and honestly i think getting that visual is more startling than even being touched but yeah um yeah so i don't know that's just me though
2: yeah no our visual thing um blew me away and uh it was at our it was at the ninth stop and it was supposed to be the smallest location super creepy location but i honestly you'll see the lineup so like the way i picked these 10 was I wanted it to progressively get worse. Worse in terms of history and just how creepy the buildings look and are. Uh, and then hauntings. I mean, I wanted every place to be super famously haunted. So that was always a must. But uh, it was on our ninth stop, and you'll see episode our seventh stop or our sixth stop, our seventh no our seventh stop and our eighth stop were huge, massive places, like insanely big. And so I made our ninth one. A lot smaller because I wanted us to have a break kind of take in a location a little more than roam, like roaming around a night and then our 10th stop was absolutely massive so I honestly figured going into the 9th stop am like this will be just an easier night than we've had and will have and it was not and it was terrifying and I don't think I'll ever be able to fully understand that
0: I don't know if any of us really will um, at least not yet anyways right Yeah, Um, seriously. So, oh, I I apologize, Allison Terry. She had her name misspelled. She corrected it. So, thank you, Allison, for that. Yeah, thank you, Allison. (laughs) And Tom McNicholas, he wants to know if you would ever do a live show or a live investigation, like a Facebook live video or something.
2: Uh, I mean, a Facebook totally. I uh, like going. I think he means like going to a building, right, and spending a night. Uh, I would totally do it. I will be honest about like live, like some of these live ghost things where they do live ghost hunting. I think I personally, like if Travel Channel wanted to do a live, I don't know if it's something I would really want to do just because I don't know. I just feel like it takes, it, it, there's just so much more that goes into live TV then like there's just so many other things to worry about and at that point are you really worrying about it like a ghost hunter or are you just worrying about that everything's working and like that the cameras are working and uh but i would totally do like a facebook live thing that's a lot more understandable and just like go to a building and live like it would even be cool like next if if we get another season to go like to do some sort of live stream at some of these places but uh yeah that's that's, i don't know if i would do it for tv live but i would totally do it just on the internet and just to have something on live while we're going
0: yeah i've watched some of those live investigations that they do on tv that has to be really hard to do um i've done like public ghost hunts or tours and um just the way that like like the way that some of those people expected us to be like kind of like trained monkeys you know like perform yeah. from us entertain us now tv that's the whole purpose of it right so how do you how do you mm-hmm. make that entertaining the entire time that would be really hard exactly
2: like i my biggest i've I've been asked this question and i said well you know if i were a fisherman i don't think i would do a fishing show live it's uh not near as entertaining and fun and like that's like especially the way we're doing our overnights we're there for 12 and a half hours we get dropped off at 7 7 30 and we're getting picked up in the rv at 7 7 30 uh a.m so like we're doing 12 hours full-on nights and what people are seeing in the episodes is 20 minutes of that 12 hours and for like five of those minutes it's setting up things i'm setting up the sleeping alone i'm setting up like so like we're really only showing like highlight reel what's happening and that's why people think oh wow like when they watch live they're like why isn't anything happening it's like well you know when, when you saw the two things happen in the show That was because those were four hours apart. (laughs) So, like, if you really want to tune in for four hours, then yeah, you might get like two things. Uh, But, like, that's just how it is. It's live. And I just don't find it that interesting. I don't know. I think the only live things that are cool are things that are fast, like fighting and like sports. And like, this just is not. I don't think it's meant for going live unless it's an interactive Facebook thing uh, where it's just not about, not about like. It's just, yeah, I like that idea, like having my phone on and it's just live. But then I kind of ignore the phone and we just keep going. But yeah, live TV is a whole different beast.
0: Oh, definitely,
2: definitely. And and guys, I just found
0: that uh, RU Media has a a live stream of this on Facebook. So guys, um, if you want to find it on RU Media, um, if that's easier than Spreaker, um, I just found that that they did that so it's awesome um nice so let's see brian bobo and it looks like a couple other people are asking about season two is there any light
2: yeah i mean (laughs) i freaking wish man i don't know uh you know i mean it's just tough like we have to The rating system is kind of weird with TV where the way it goes is you get a number for the night of people who actually just watched live. And then you get a follow-up number a couple days later. That is like the amount of people who watched it the next two days after it's recorded. If someone watches the episode three days after it's recorded, it doesn't get tallied. So uh, it's just interesting. But I think we're going to – I hope we're going to do it good and get another season. I'm not done with this yet. If I don't get another season, I'm going to do another documentary, Uh, call it Trail to Terror 2. But I I really want to. I know Chelsea Tanner, Alex, we all want to. I know the network has been super amazing, super supportive. And, uh, you know, that's one thing I think that they don't get enough credit for is, uh, you know, this idea is so different and so out there. And, i'm young i'm 23 i was 22 when we did the show and i was 19 when we did the doc and like just for them to give me so much trust they really trusted me and let me do the show i wanted to go do with very very little involvement from like very you know they let me do what i want to do and i feel like a lot of people think of tv channels and stations as like oh they, they're they controlling and like no, travel has been so good to us and uh they help me make my dream come true, and without making it hard on me. And uh, so I think I know that you like the show. The numbers have to do good. We probably won't find out for a little while, but I am so freaking ready to do it. And I have so many other locations I want to see.
0: That that is awesome. And actually, I just learned something new. So when I set your show on my DVR to watch it, yep. I need in order for it to count for a view for you, I need to watch it within three days
2: yep within three days or else it doesn't count for for ratings um and then what happens is on like the uh it's the most important number too. the live number that you get that night live is definitely important but the next number that follows is the amount of people who watch live the amount of people who watched it on their recordings two days after and the amount of people who watched it on the travel channel go app and then they combine that all together into like the final number and and, uh, yeah, so three days is too long if you're trying to help out a show. Now, Dakota, uh, with with streaming services like Hulu, does it work the same? Uh, it's, I don't know if that goes into our numbers, the Hulu or Amazon, but uh, I think it helps, obviously. Like, like Travel Channel, I'm sure if they see, like, whoa, this did really good on Hulu and Amazon, way better than other shows, that's definitely a good sign for them. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, I really... I believe in this like a hundred percent. If I were to take a bet, I would say I hope we get a second season. But uh, I don't know. I just we put so much hard work and passion into this, and we're we're totally not done yet. We have so much energy to give to this this idea, and uh, I think a lot of people are really enjoying it too. Because you know, one of my main goals with this was to make something that I feel like was more relatable to a wider audience than just paranormal people and paranormal investigators and people who. You know it's hard if you're into the paranormal, it's hard to say sh- to, to grab a friend who's not and be like, Hey, watch this show, uh, this paranormal ghost hunting show. And they sit down, they watch, and they're like, Well, I don't really, you know, like this stuff. So, but this show that. I feel like it's different. I took three people who have never done anything like this before and brought them on this road trip with me. So we're not this paranormal investigative team. We don't even consider ourselves investigators. We just consider ourselves explorers. If anyone in the group isn't an investigator, technically it would be be me. But I'm just acquiring and doing the things that I learned from being on Ghost Adventures. And I'm only doing it because I, I feel like I would be dumb not to at least try to ask questions and get evidence. You know, and do like all the the gear and just like everything. Some people, some people don't like it—the gear, the ghost gear stuff. That's that's one thing that turns people off. But I had to definitely do it for this show.
0: Right, right, definitely. Yeah, um, I, I actually, I really respect that you guys take that approach, and because um, that's that is what you guys are doing. You guys are out there exploring, but but at the same yeah. time. You guys are looking to have the same types of experiences as us investigators. Totally. So, so that one that, thing that I that's... don't know. You guys and I've noticed that and John could probably contest to this. Once you open this door to the paranormal, you get more sensitive to it.
2: Totally. So hundred yeah, percent. I so. I noticed a change in myself on the trip, just by the end of it. I felt like I totally was picking up on more and just was way more in tune with my senses and uh you know one thing I was really I don't know because like I don't want people to think ever that this isn't like oh well they're not parental investigating this isn't for me because no we we are actually doing I would say uh, I think it's just more of a traditional approach we're going into these locations with no, no gear at first with just our bodies and flashlights walking around and exploring we call it our walkthrough first we just do we try to see everything in the building and then afterwards if if we've had an experience or if we've felt anything in a room we'll go back to that room with gear and try stuff and it's just it's all about experimenting and, and trying things out and then the weirdest part is, is when you have a piece of gear say something or you have get an edp or or and it matches the the room you're in. And it's just like, okay, well, now I really don't know how to explain that. And the other cool thing we did, too, this season was I, I'd i say about four out of the ten stops I arranged for us to meet with some local paranormal investigative teams. You know, that's one thing. There's paranormal teams in every city, every, in every state. And those are people who I think know way, way more than I do and who know more than we do on this show. So – I made that a point every at least four times this season to in while well, before we go spend the night at a location to actually talk to one or two or three people who have investigated it and who are uh, a real deal paranormal team and just give the give their advice to us about how to handle this building advice how to just handle this dark road trip in general the fact that we're going to ten stops and then going home versus one stop and going home and uh, yeah it's definitely a very Paranormally involved show With the paranormal community But it's a different approach
0: Definitely And it's and it seems to be working for you guys You guys get some great interaction
2: Yeah and I mean It gets cooler too I think the people who <clears throat> Like the first couple episodes You know that's one thing I have been getting a lot of people online Who are like Oh I wish you'd use more gear Than you are now Well we, we definitely We use gear every single night I've used I used a digital recorder Every single night unfortunately i didn't get anything the first two nights so he just doesn't it didn't make the cut i it just didn't want to show me asking questions and not getting anything right. and so like we test out gear every night it's just what you see usually is be, you know because it, it worked we got something to happen and so uh but later on in the season like you'll see a character changed for sure like by like fifth sixth seventh episode we're like just naturally messing around with more gear because we're so much more curious now than we were at the beginning of the trip, and you'll see a huge change.
0: I, I was going to say, you know, I wouldn't change what you guys are doing. I like, I like watching you guys do what you guys do. The, yeah. what, you know what, you know what bothers me about your show? What's that? You put <laughs> your sleeping bag on that dirty ground, and then you will just get on that <laughs> dirty ground. That's I it. know, dude. I don't know how you do that. But, but I I'm, know. I'm so, a little bit of a germ. Like I go into these like big, empty, abandoned buildings, and some are um, pretty bad condition. But I, I'm terrible I condition about putting my face close to dirt.
2: <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's a uh, so I wanted this to be. It was an experiment on just psychological experiment too. This was all about fear and what happens to you after you do this crazy trip like this and. I wanted this to be a very, very uncomfortable trip. And part of the uncomfortable – part of that was from, A, just sleeping on sleeping bags on the ground. And then, B, we weren't allowed to have our cell phones until – like for most of the nights. A couple nights we had to because our walkies weren't working. But, yeah, like we – we, it was all about being the most uncomfortable you possibly can be. And that was one way. It was like, no, we're not going to do – We did do cots twice uh, in the season only because it was like there's literally feces on the ground or there's literally water on the ground. So we did break out the cots like twice. But, yeah, we're sleeping on the ground for three to five hours at a time.
0: You guys actually slept.
2: like
0: You actually got sleep? Because I've slept in in haunted locations. I didn't sleep very well, though.
2: No, there was no sleep. I don't know why (laughs) – it started off with calling it sleeping alone, but, I mean, it's it's really just, like, a isolation. Uh, but, I mean, that was the intent was to sleep, like, try to shut your eyes and just see what happens. And uh, I never slept once, but I did have a couple nights where I was able to, like, successfully shut my eyes for, like, 25, 30 minutes without opening them. But, like, the funny thing about that is is it was, like, the opposite of sleep. Now my eyes are shut and my heart is racing going, what the hell is going on? What's going on outside? But if I open my eyes, am I going to see someone right now? And, like, so, yeah, there was no sleep ever. Right.
0: Right. That actually kind of reminds me of what it was like living in my haunted home when I was younger. So, yes. Oh, man. (laughs) Um, So, Tom McNicholas wants to know, what do you do with all the video left over – that was cut from your programs.
2: Yeah. I mean, as of right now, it's just, uh, it's just sitting there in like an older edit. I mean, usually, usually when I edit, cause I do most, I do all the overnights and then some of the daytime stuff. And, uh, I think I'm, I'm, my number is 21 minutes. I'm supposed to hit for the overnight. Sometimes I go over cause there's just so much stuff I want to include. So we end up cutting less out of the earlier in the show, Uh, but yeah, like usually by the end of my first cut, I'm at like 30 minutes, 31 minutes and I have to cut it down to 21 even. So like, there's a lot of stuff that no one sees and, uh, yeah, it's just, uh, as of right now, I don't think we're going to do anything with that unless Travel Channel ends up wanting to make longer cuts or release undeleted scenes, but there's so much out there that people could potentially see that is still super entertaining. I believe it. I 100% believe it.
0: I know when, when I was working with the team-making documentaries, it was a really hard choice on what to put on because you don't... We, we didn't have the limitations for a television network, but we yeah. didn't want the videos to be so long where people were going to get bored and turn it off in the middle. So Yeah, totally. We, we tried to keep it at a certain length. So a lot of stuff, good stuff, got thrown out. So Yeah.
2: Um, Sweet Spring Sanitarium, the last episode... We, if you watch the episode, it's, uh, we only show about like eight minutes of us actually exploring the property before we go to sleep. And that's because all the crazy stuff happened when we slept. But those first eight minutes you see are eight hours of worth of like the best stuff from those eight hours. Uh, like, yeah, we usually go to bed. We do like the hat draw around like one 2 30 between that time slot, and uh, you'll, you'll, there's like only six or seven or eight minutes of content before we go to sleep in this episode, and that's eight hours right there. That just was cut into eight minutes because it had to get to the crazier stuff, which was when we slept. And that was some crazy stuff.
0: If anyone totally. missed that show, go find it. This is It's insane. Had, I think that anyone would have left that investigation early like you guys did, so...
2: Yeah, I don't. I'm actually a little. I'm glad we stayed as late as we did, but I wasn't there for most of it because it was happening to Tanner. And uh, after reviewing it, it, it hit me like how serious this was, and like I'm like in my head, I was a little upset. I'm like, wow, I really as like the the leader and stuff. I really should have maybe just had us leave earlier because that was pretty dangerous, especially that early on in the trip. It was only a third stop of ten, and. It just wasn't worth it to go crazy then, and we kind of did a little bit. And from that night on, we were pretty scarred. So we we went into every other night a lot more flinchy and just more agitated just because of that night alone.
0: You know what? It's all learning experience, and you don't know. And as a leader of a team, you do want to make sure you're keeping everyone in mind, but it's hard to tell what they're really going through until you see it for yourself. So. It's just you know you just keep on going and you learn from it and uh, it makes you a better investigator explorer if you will um, mm-hmm. and with that um, we have another question here another one from Crimson Mel um, he has a uh, a YouTube podcast that he does so okay uh, he says so usually when I ask this everyone answers that they have no favorite place and that they like all of them for different reasons i'm going to try and switch it up on you now what is a <laughs> place that you feel is calling you to go back to and a place you feel repels you to not go back and then he says that i can answer this one as well Ooh, thanks
2: <laughs> i mean that's a really good question um There's a place called Penhurst State School and Hospital in Pennsylvania that I went to for the documentary Trail to Terror and I went to for this show. And It's not the place that – I don't get the vibe that I shouldn't go back, but it's a place that I feel like I should go back. And I've already been there twice and I feel like I want to go back there tomorrow. I have that feeling every day. For some reason, Penhurst stuck with me. I think it's the saddest place in the country by far uh, in terms of its history and kind of untalked about. I never heard about this type of stuff growing up in school, and so I was very, very intrigued. But Pennhurst is a place I feel like is my favorite, and it's always calling me back.
0: Nice. I could see. I could see that. And sanitariums are always really, really interesting. Um, Mm Mm-hmm. And just to quickly answer my end of this, um uh, the place that's been calling me back it's not even necessarily a place it's an object inside of a place it's there's a it's a archives of the afterlife museum um in moundsville, mm-hmm. West Virginia uh, It's a small oh, museum yeah. of um, oddities and haunted and cursed objects. There is a doll there that I am feeling very compelled to um to go back and investigate more
2: that's really interesting because uh I didn't get to go see that museum, but when we were in the town, we did go to Moundsville um I was like I had heard all about it up until this point I was really 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 upset that I didn't see it actually we had to leave you know if we have we're only in these towns for like very little amount of time and then we're on to the next spot and so i've heard of that place i actually was really mad i didn't get to see it oh wow
0: yeah you should check it out if you get a chance
2: definitely
1: john how about you well i think you're gonna know i guess one that always calls me back would be madison seminary just because of the activity alone but mm-hmm. um, if we're talking locations just from pure history standpoint and one that i just love like you know in the depths of my heart that i love to go to and just experience uh would be the reformatory down in mansfield uh, the ohio state reformatory that's that's my mm-hmm. favorite place history wise uh vibe wise just walking through it the architecture is beautiful uh, everything about that place, I, I love. Um, it's, it's one of my favorite locations. Um, as far as one keeping me away, uh, I would say the Monroe House in Indiana. Um, just some of the experiences and attachments I've had from that place and uh, how it's impacted me uh, personally um, would be a place that I, I just would try to steer away from <laughs> as much as possible at this point unless something came up. But um, yeah, those would those would be the locations.
2: I haven't seen them on Row House or Ohio State, so I really want to go to Ohio State really bad uh, at some point here. And then uh, freaking Madison, though. i am That's cool that you guys are very familiar because that was uh, – it's such a unique place. It really is. It's got some really bizarre history, and the architecture is, like, beautiful but creepy, and, yeah, Madison's
1: awesome. Yeah, it's one of our favorites here in Northeast Ohio for sure. But you definitely do need to check out the Reformatory if you're ever back in Ohio. Um, totally, you, it'll take your breath away when you pull up to it. It's 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 a wonderful, wonderful place. And I know Sean's a big fan of it too. Um, that's actually where Sean and I first met each other was was uh, an investigation at the Ohio State Reformatory. So, oh, nice. Yeah, <laughs> so. yeah. Actually, that's true. And the uh, Reformatory
0: is really cool. I like jails. Um, yes. I I don't know why I like jails. There's another place in central Ohio called the old Licking County Jail. Um, Mm -hmm. That place is always great to go back to. Um, But I'd have to say, along with John, the Monroe House, honestly, as of right now, I have no urge to go back to that place. Um, Maybe, maybe one day. Um, But with that being said, every investigator should experience that place. That place Absolutely. has activity like no other, and then it's it's a home, it's a house, and it's got yeah. this insane activity, um, so that that just adds more to it. Um, so,
1: so yeah, I've that heard of the Monroe House. There. Yeah, yeah, the Monroe House. It's it's crazy. I mean, that place is. I, I've been grabbed in that place. I've seen Jeez. people get attacked. I've been impacted to where I've been angry and had a live stream and, and cussed at some old lady. Like it, it's, wow. It, yeah, it, it will impact you in a strong way if you're not mentally and uh, you know, spiritually prepared for it. But it's definitely an awesome place if you're looking to gather activity for sure. Okay.
0: And Let's see. Allison has another question here. Um, she wants to know if you've ever been to Lake Ronacoma.
1: Did I say that right? Ron Con... Coma.
2: Ron Concoma I don't I, I have, have not. Crazy I'm, gonna,
1: I'm gonna chime in. I'm gonna chime in because that sounds like it's from Long Island and it's gonna be Ron Concoma. Uh, my that's wife's probably from, the one. And I've missed I've mispronounced it so many times. She used to make fun of me. It's Ron Conkoma. <laughs> yep, that's probably the place.
0: I've never Ron heard of the Conkoma. place. And it's definitely uh, like Ohio has some really weird names and towns and streets and things. Not not like Ron Concoma. Whatever you said. <laughs> <laughs>
2: I've never even heard of it i i want to look into that
0: definitely she said it's uh she heard some crazy stuff about the place and it's on an episode of most terrifying places in America another travel channel show uh is it so, a
2: lake or is it something on the lake like a it's like the i don't know that's that's interesting i would definitely we'll, we'll be googling that later definitely definitely we all will be
0: um <laughs> And let's see. Sophia Marquez says that she loves Decimation Fear so much. She wants nice. she wants to know Um if you guys do any sort of cleansing or anything after you're done. And that actually kinda leads me to a question of mine. Do you guys bring anything for some sort of protection or anything like that as well?
2: Yeah, so we all have our personal, you know, ways of getting over every night. We all have our ways of cleansing and just usually after every overnight we all kind of separate for a minute and just kind of go do our own thing in our own space and for me it's just i like to surround myself with with the light i i consider myself all about the light i am not a dark person and i do not ever intend to be a dark person and so i have my ways of just really filling myself with light and feeling positive and and getting rid of the negative uh one funny story is my sister chelsea so we all it got cut from the first episode just for time but it was so funny we go to pick her up from the airport uh in tennessee is our first stop of 10 so basically we all flew to tennessee and then from there we were in in an rv for a month and so while we're like picking her up we're filming the whole thing we filmed the entire journey so like we didn't miss a thing and uh i'm like driving her back to the hotel we're all just having fun like it's the, the night before it all starts and she's like I brought her holy water. We're like, really? You brought holy water? Like, hell yeah. Like, thanks, Giles. Like, that's gonna be awesome. And she's like, I didn't bring it for you guys. I brought it for me. And we're like, (laughs) well, we're we're like giving her crap the whole way. We're like, isn't that like kind of like anti holy water, not sharing it with people. And like, you're being a little selfish with your holy water. And then we get to the hotel, we go up to her room and as she's unzipping her bag, she just like lets out the biggest gasp. Like I look over and she's just got like this sad look. I'm like, what? her bottle of holy water exploded on the plane and and into all of her her stuff. So she thought she was going to have holy water this trip and she did not. (laughs) It exploded before she started. Oh no. So yeah, that was funny, but uh, we all had like our ways and it's definitely a serious matter. Just not being, I think part of the way we cleanse too, was just like, we would all do our thing for a minute, but then we would all just talk and get over it and, and, you know, talk about what's going on in our heads and, sometimes there were things that had happened the other night like sweet springs like the next day that's all we talked about like it's all we wanted to talk about and you know it's hard with well, the hard part too with the show like this is you know we're moving from one to the next and it's there's not a lot of downtime and not a lot of time to even like really reflect on what just happened so and in like if we're filming if we're it's like all right we just last night we ended Sweet Springs today we're traveling but technically today is now st Albans episode because we're going to this new location we can't even like on camera talk about the last location that much because we know we're not going to use it because it's a new episode but like we did that all the time just like even though we'd like i know we were supposed to be filming and stuff but like we're talking about what happened the other night because this was so wild and uh, yeah we just had a lot of a lot of deep lot of deep talks in this road trip just to get over everything
0: that you know what talking it out that's that's a great way and you're 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 releasing that that negative energy that you have too. So that that's actually really great that you guys do that. Um, but I I don't know. I use a lot of prayer myself. I I get yes. my holy water. Actually, my church just showed me where they keep the the jug of holy water, so I didn't have to keep on going into the uh, into the font and getting <laughs> it myself. Yeah. So, so they, they showed me that's where all. the actual there's a jug. So yeah, I, I know know where the personal stash is. Um, so good. <laughs> right um oh and so allison says there's a spirit of princess ronacoma that haunts the lake she drowns men because her lover was killed or something i don't remember how the legend goes but she needs to look it up as well
2: yeah that's interesting i mean it sounds like a place not really meant for men so i don't, I don't know if I'll probably going there
0: i don't know makes me kind of go
2: jump in i mean why not <laughs> Although I did just read something online and that's I'm looking at the wrong lake that you can't actually swim in Lake Ronacoma. oh oh uh, wait no I'm looking at something else. Oh okay right, wait, I, no it did it did close to swimming health officials say uh, in fact the bacteria contaminated water led to illness.
0: Well see it was it the spirit or maybe the spirit brought in the bacteria. Like um, the lake, <laughs> Right? But, hey, isn't that... That's what you guys do, though. You, you test fear, so... If it were totally. clean water, I would not suggest <laughs> anyone jumping into bacteria-infested water <laughs> but if it your <laughs> clean water. I would say face your fear and jump in. Uh, just check the depth first. You don't want to crack your head open. <laughs> yeah. That's the one thing. We always need to make sure that we're safe. We go into yeah. these old buildings and... We, uh, we need to make sure that they're safe. Now we all signed the disclaimers and everything. Honestly, you know those are only so good, um, and that's not to protect you, the investigators. It's to protect the building, mm-hmm. so yeah, and so you gotta be careful. And, and yeah, also one thing I bring up in almost every one of my shows is the risks that we take as um, investigators or explorers because you're opening yourself up um, to who knows what, right? Yeah, so. and, and it's guys true that like, to entertain uh,
2: us. you know, there are people out there who might get inspired just from even Destination Fear and want to go to their abandoned local hospital and break yeah. in. And uh, I can't say I never did that because that, that was definitely something I did in high school and it was a, some of the greater memories, but I, I did it with so much caution. I had heard a story when I was in Minnesota, I grew up in Minnesota. I'd heard a story a local story of this girl who broke into a factory at one of the our local abandoned factories and she fell off from like the, the elevator shaft and she died and it was really upsetting. It happened near our high school and like that stuck with me from a young age. And it's definitely if you're going rummaging into breaking into abandoned buildings, A do not do it under the influence. It's that's when you're gonna that's when the accidents happen. And don't run. Even if you're scared, don't run. Uh unless you know exactly the 100% the layout of the building, but like it's just there's some really dangerous. It might just look like kind of an old abandoned building, but sometimes there's floors that give and ceilings that fall and uh you just got to be really careful.
0: Oh, you know what? Um I actually investigated a old warehouse. Um I can't say the location, but it was in Ohio. And okay. um uh, a boy was—I don't know—some kids are playing on a roof on an abandoned warehouse, and okay. uh, the one of the boys fell through the ceiling. Jeez! And uh, so, yeah, um, you never know. It may look sturdy, but it may not be. So, you definitely want to be safe, like like Dakota was saying. And um, also, what I heard you say is that you did it when you were younger in high school, which means you were a minor. So if you were to have gotten caught, it would have been a could have gotten on the so roast.
2: much trouble. As I'll an double. adult,
0: it's different. You don't want that to happen. I mean, you don't want it to happen as a minor because they can affect your future. But so yeah, we actually did get caught.
2: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you don't. Want to... I got caught. Yeah, I think. Uh, luckily, the the officer was nice about it. Uh, luckily, I had a camera too, so I was like, I played like school project, school project. Sorry. Nice. <laughs> but uh it's so dangerous and when I did go to abandoned buildings I I walked very very slow and made sure I knew my bearings. I mean you can open a door that might look like a normal door but used to be an elevator shaft or a staircase that's no longer there and literally fall and not even realize it. Like it's just it's tough. It's I encourage people to explore the paranormal and, and have fun with haunted creepy buildings but definitely be careful and have your 100% your your wits about you definitely and i would say make sure you have permission because you yeah
0: always and and I'll, I'll tell you what when when you go and that someone says oh a ghost hunter broke into this abandoned building that makes us all look bad that's not what we're about totally. um, we want to have those experiences and we want to learn from them but uh we want to make sure we're doing it legally
2: yeah and like the other thing too is like so many places now because of just the paranormal community has grown so much you have places like madison and like ashmore estates and every state has a place that you can go legally find out how to get access to like adam kimmel of madison more than a hundred percent welcoming for people to come in as long as it's just done properly and so people nowadays have actually a better chance at getting into some of these creepy older buildings
1: just the right way and it's nice too because it's preserving history and keeping this history from being, you know, buried, uh, you know, you know, quintessentially there. I mean, we got people like Adam that restore these buildings and, and keep them alive for, you know, us people to experience. And that's that's a big part of, you know, American history and you know, international as well. Um, the more people that get into this, the more that you know, these buildings are going to stay standing. So that's that's a big part of it too.
2: Yes, hundred percent. Sure have you guys heard of the molly stark hospital in ohio yes i yeah, want to go there
1: so bad but they don't they let anyone not, in they will not let anybody in there but that place looks magnificent
2: That's i've heard like. i've read all the stories online and like the creepiest part about that place is that it's all most of the stories come from police officers and it's so creepy it looks creepy like it's one of my
1: dream spots in a in the country and it's in ohio there yep. but they don't let anyone in there's a second place in Ohio that's just like Molly Stark. They won't let anybody in there. Um, it's the Ridges Lunatic Asylum down in Athens, yep. Ohio. That's, that's a bucket lister for me, and they will not allow investigations in there whatsoever. Right. Does the Ridges... I think the Ridges does tours, right? Like
2: at once a they year. Like they hey,
0: do. They do those little they tours, but...
2: That'd be so cool just to even see it. I've, I mean, I've always be. heard of the there, Ridges.
0: There's one spot where one of the... Um, has one... like a like, you could see where, where someone died in their body. yeah. Like you could see, like, the the stain from their body
2: rotting. Yeah, that's up in, like, the attic, I think. Uh, they Someone was, like, missing for uh, so long, and they figured out, well, that person got away. And then they found their body, like, months later up in the attic area, and the, the stain of their body is still there. It's so creepy. I want to go there, too. Right.
0: So... What are some of your bucket list locations? Like, if you were to do a season uh, – well, let's say you, you got the clear to do the season two or season three. What, okay. what are some of those other locations that you would like to go to?
2: Yeah, I mean, the U.S. has some places I definitely want to go to. I tried in this in this first season to – go to places that some people might not have heard of like I, I i did i skipped waverly i skipped uh um the trans allegheny i skipped at ohio state reformatory just because they had been all done so many times i tried to find these cool like never really before seen places and that's definitely something i want to stay true to uh but i'll always i'm definitely going to check out waverly and trans allegheny and rolling hills and all the like the classics at some point but if i got a second season my true bucket list would be to go to europe and explore some of the asylums and hospitals and prisons and in europe because it's not it's just so much more barbaric like our insane asylums are terrifying to me because of the history and it was like oh really in the 60s we were doing lobotomies and electroshock and hydrotherapy that's so messed up but then you go somewhere to Europe and it's like, oh, well, their history goes back hundreds of years at this asylum earlier, and they weren't doing lobotomies and this. They were like literally, like, oh, it's just torture there. And I just feel like the, I'm, I'm sure I, Europe is more haunted than America. Well,
0: the history goes back,
2: back much
0: further. And, uh, mm-hmm. uh, I mean, America has a dark history, right?
2: This is just yes. real. The
0: rest of the world, it, it's just as dark, but it's been around a lot longer. So yeah,
2: exactly. Like America gets so much crap for being like dark, dark and like terrible, but it's like the whole planet was for the longest time, and we finally have like a country right now, like that's you know we're doing we're doing good. Like we're this is a really good time, and and, and just to be a part of the world and consciousness right
1: now. But, and when you think about it, hundreds of years ago in Europe, I mean, they would behead people for stealing someone's chicken. So just put that into perspective. Yeah, right. Totally.
2: <laughs> I just think Europe would be so cool. Australia alone, I think, would be cool with the whole. Just there's several prisons there that are really fascinating to me. Several asylums there. Uh, yeah, I really want to see more to the country, more to the world than just the U.S. If I if I was able to bucket list, I'd go to Europe and just really try to find these hidden gems that literally no one in america might have ever heard of
0: right definitely oh so Alison terry she says abandoned places are hotspots for homeless people and drug lords and satanic cults so uh, they aren't just home to spirits and demons just saying okay good point sure
2: no it's a great point actually uh the satanic ritual part is actually true a lot of uh abandoned buildings you get people even if it's a not a real cult but people who they want to try doing some creepy dark rituals, they go to an abandoned building to do it. Uh, But the homeless part, it's definitely, was a concern for us. Uh, We did have people go through the buildings earlier in the day before we showed up uh, at these locations for safety. Um, And the owners too, at every location, you know, they were really, they knew how serious of a, how worried we were about that. And they made sure to like do a nice check before we do our overnights and uh yeah. the real concern and that that's why at sweet springs that episode we were like terrified because either a there's a ghost in here and it's screaming at us or there's a person in here and it's screaming at us regardless that's terrifying right. there's something screaming at us
0: <laughs> right and you can't see them so that makes it even more yeah.
1: terrifying right <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> right so messed up
0: so it, it is
1: it's a big time reality too because we, we we used to have a location in Ohio called st Joseph's Hospital mm-hmm. and this place uh, was in Lorain, Ohio and it's a massive really awesome place very very active very haunted place but uh, they had to close the doors just because there were so many squatters and you know people breaking into the location that it wasn't safe anymore and they wound up selling it so oh
2: um, I gotta... that's very good
1: we got access to one called
2: mansfield hospital in kentucky um for this season and like they ended up pulling out like last minute um but that was their concern it was really cool for me because it's a it's a urban explorer hotspot uh that has never been featured on tv and and hardly been investigated by ghost uh investigators and the owner at last minute kind of pulled out and just said, like, um, like I just really don't want – I already get enough people, like, breaking in here, and it's just so hard to keep up with the property that oh. if I feature this on TV, it's just going to inspire more people to break in. And that was a, that. was a, one of the harsh realities where I had to face, like, dang, I really yeah. want to go to some of these places, but they might not let us because just that element alone, but
0: yep, it's always right. tough. You know, a lot of these places like Madison Seminary, like, they, they – you know they want that additional. You know they need it. They need that help um, for mm-hmm. their success. So I can kind of understand what he's saying. And and, and you know what? Yeah. Um, it's also it's a big insurance risk. So totally. Um, <laughs> I, I, I like, can understand. It. it sounds like a yeah, really cool place it's, though. Um, it's so cool. Brian Bobo wants to know what do you think about looking at the places in Canada and Mexico
2: totally uh there's already a couple i'm looking at in canada right now uh just in case we get another season and they don't let us maybe go to europe i definitely want to try canada out uh i I haven't done too much research yet on the mexico area but i definitely will be um but i'm totally down i'm game for i just think it'd be cool to try like some other countries out too because not a lot of and I'm sure there's a reason that not a lot of shows get to go there. It's probably very expensive. and But I just think it would be so cool. And I know the paranormal community would love it, seeing places they've never heard of. Because, you know, a lot, a lot of these shows now, there's so many shows and so many people going to these buildings. So, like, there are... It is harder now to, like, find a location to be like, wow, like, that's pretty much untapped. Right. And so um, going somewhere like Europe would be amazing.
0: Right. We're always looking for new, interesting places. Um... I don't know what person from RU Media said this, but um, they said that the D-Day beaches are on their bucket list. And they said no disrespect meant by that, but they would love to uh, give any souls there an opportunity to get their stories out there into the world. And you know what? Um, Me too. Um, I've always felt like a strange connection to the World Wars. So um, Actually, I had a psychic tell me once that... A uh, previous life, I was in the in the World War One. Oh and wow! So right, and so maybe that explains a little bit. Possibly, I mean, I've always loved and been really interested to it. Oh, it's David. Hey, David, and <laughs> um, so yeah, that would be awesome. And there's other <laughs> yeah. parts of World War Two that uh, were even darker. But I mean, if you could, I mean, think about as an investigator and a spiritual person that I am, I think about these spirits that. They they want to get a message out. They have something to say. Mm-hmm. Like, think about these people, like like these spirits, um, who who have something that they really want to get out, or possibly, you know, or maybe they're mm-hmm. stuck. What if there is a way we can help them? So um, I would love to go to places like that.
2: Me too. Um, I think uh, World War Two would be really really cool. Um, even just like some of the hospitals, like war hospitals. There's so much. Just death, and that's kind of where a lot of these soldiers had their last breath of air. Definitely, and uh, I'm sure there's just so much, so much stuff to see and do in Europe for a paranormal. Right. Well, we're we are already 12 minutes
0: past nine. Um, here Allison has one more thing, uh, and it's actually about a cool place. So I'm going to read this. Okay. And then, so she says visiting. The Suicide Force in Japan is on her bucket list. That would be cool. Yeah, Um, that would be crazy. I want to see if it's actually haunted. Plus, I want to visit the country itself to see the sites and experience. It's urban, legends. Um, She said, I didn't look into all of them because she's a chicken. Also, they had a warning where if you hear about them, you will die. The Japanese have some really, really weird... I, I call them weird just because it's it's weird to me. So, mm-hmm. so I use that word very loosely. But the, the stories and their beliefs. Um, Like, mm-hmm. I had a friend who's actually from Thailand. I know it's a different place. But they believe, like, you know those times when you, like, hear your name and, like, you're alone or something? Like, yeah, to them, like, you have to ignore it. You have to ignore it. You cannot. Because they have their superstitions about it. So totally. Japan has a lot of really neat superstitions, too. Um, and I actually have a good friend of mine who is teaching English to uh, some Japanese students in Japan. So I would love to nice. go there, have him come with me, if he would be so brave, and have him as like a translator. Because so, I yeah. don't know if spirits in Japan would understand my English, but it would be a cool, um, cool experiment, too.
2: Totally. That would be awesome. That would be...
0: Oh, Japan? The history of Japan is insane.
2: I love I, Asia. I was in Thailand like a little over a year ago, two years ago, and oh, it's just so amazing. I want to go to Japan, China, and I just want to yes. go everywhere in Asia.
0: <laughs> yes, that would be so cool. I mean, the history is just so amazing. And the, mm-hmm. the, the artwork and the everything that comes from it. Yeah, I, I love it too. Yeah.
2: <laughs> So cool,
0: definitely. Um, man, I could sit here and talk to you for hours, but I know you have another show coming on. Um, what show is that? Maybe our uh, some of our
2: listeners can follow you on over. Let's let's give it a look. So yeah, that this was awesome. I'm definitely going to come back for sure. If you guys oh, ever want to yeah. talk again, anytime totally you're welcome, done. man. It's a good time. Nice. I'm going on Double J Paranormal Radio right now with Joe and Joel and Jamie, and uh, yeah, that's a. That's going to be a fun one there. Uh, We're going to discuss more paranormal stuff and just keep the conversation going. But I would love to come back on your guys' show for sure. This is a blast.
0: Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate that. It was definitely a lot of fun, man. And I'd love to hear more about what you do. Um, If you want to come back on, you're definitely, definitely welcome anytime.
2: Yeah. Hopefully, maybe maybe if I get a second season, I'll have something to promote and talk about. I hope so.
0: (laughs) Well, I'll tell you what. Even if you don't, you have a YouTube channel to promote. You have other projects, I'm sure. Mm-hmm. I'm happy to uh, to have you on. And uh, David, awesome. the guy who runs all of RU Media, he says you are welcome on RU Media Network anytime. So That would be awesome. I'm totally down, man. Awesome. Hey, thank you so much, Dakota, for coming on, man. You, yes. you take it easy. Be safe. Yeah, you guys too. Hey. Thank you very
1: much. Yes, Thanks for coming on, Dakota.
0: Thank you, guys. All right, hey, Dakota, real quick, before we end it, do you have anything you want to plug before you go?
2: Yeah, I mean, definitely tune into the show, Destination Fear. It's on the Travel Channel on Saturdays, ten nine Central, 9 o'clock Central, 10 o'clock Eastern, uh, every Saturday for the next, I think, seven more weeks or six more weeks or seven, yeah, seven more episodes to go. And uh, it just gets more crazy as the road goes. I mean, it's a one continuous road trip. So what everyone has seen up until now is just our third stop of 10. So you're going to start to see the physical effects of just being on the road this long, the sleep deprivation, and just kind of the psychological part start coming into play here soon. And, uh, yeah, it gets really cool, and I think people are going to enjoy it. But, yeah, check it out on the Travel Channel.
0: And also, if you DVR it, watch it within three days. Yes, (laughs) All right. Yes, <laughs> I, I learned that. I, I didn't know. I thought that just recording it did that. I have kids, so I, I try not to, you know, have them. That they'll be up with nightmares with something. So. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, but, but now, because um, the other ones I did see, I'm just going to be honest. This last one I didn't watch until uh, Monday night, so okay. I guess that may have just hit the cusp. But, that might
2: have just hit it, but yeah, I mean that's something too. That you know, it's just uh, it's just one of their weird like TV things, a way of rating. I don't even know why they do it. I feel like if someone records it and watches it at any time, it should count. But yeah, it is weird. I, hear... I feel like that's kind of bullshit.
0: But, <laughs> <laughs> well, hey, thanks again, man, for coming on. Yeah, uh, again, thank you. Come guys. back anytime. You. Anything you guys want to promote? If uh, if anyone from your show wants to come on, of course, a hundred percent. Yeah. That is what this show is here for. We want to promote. We want to have fun doing it.
2: Awesome, man. Yeah, totally. This sounds, I'll definitely let Tanner and Chelsea know, and maybe we can get us all on one time. Absolutely. That,
0: definitely. Actually, I hear that you're going on to another show, all three of you, uh, on RU Media Network. I don't know mm-hmm. if it's been announced yet, so I don't want to say too much. I don't much. know if it's been announced
2: yet either, <laughs> but yes. <laughs>
0: but I'm, I was kind of jealous when I heard about it, so I'm excited to hear. It. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I know getting getting Chelsea on is like impossible. She's doing school right now, uh, a doctor. She's being an eye doctor, and she's on like her hardest year right now. And like literally, I can't even like text her. She's so busy. But yeah, it's always awesome getting her on these shows too to get her perspective of things. But yeah, we'll try. I'll definitely. That'd be awesome to get her on.
0: 100. percent That would be awesome. I sure. I love it. I love her her natural reaction. Um, she I think that she reacts the way that. Um, so many of us want to react, you know, with the yeah. streaming. Um, so, I love it. it it's just, it's <laughs> uh, okay. Yeah.
2: Brings lot, she brings a good human element to the show. Just, you know, it's kind of like as if you took anyone off the streets and brought yeah. them on this road trip. Definitely. Awesome. Well, awesome. I will talk Great to thanks. you guys soon. 100%. 100%. Hey, thanks to you again. Yep. Peace out, guys. Right. Hey, take Peace care. Dakota. See ya.
0: Okay. So, uh, real quick, um, just some house cleaning here before we end the show. Um, John, you're still there? Yes.
1: I yeah, absolutely.
0: Okay, dude i I want to give you an opportunity to <laughs> man tell us what you guys have going on with your show, and then we're gonna go ahead and wrap tonight up because I know you have a documentary that you're working that you're working on. <laughs>
1: Yeah, so I don't want to take up too much of people's times here. I know they came on for Dakota, but um, this weekend, actually, my team and I, uh, Dead Republic Paranormal, is going to New York to film our very first documentary. It's going to be a full uh, feature-length film, pretty much, um, coming out probably early 2020, late January, mid-February, somewhere in that range. But uh, we're filming it this weekend. We're super excited. It's been months and months of hard work and preparation that we've put into it. Um, we're going to be doing some unorthodox things, um, that people might not have seen in typical documentaries or shows to generate some, uh, pretty chaotic activity we think is going to happen. So it, it's going to be really interesting to see what happens. And, and we're very excited to bring that to everyone.
0: Awesome. We're excited to see it. Um, they did just yeah. drop, uh, like a teaser video, um, on their YouTube channel. So make sure to check that out guys. Um, and then we're going to have to have you and the crew on as guests um, once this video comes out, so uh, we can help promote and uh, talk about uh, talk about this. For sure, um, for sure. So, thank you for coming on and co-hosting once again on well, the on yep. our show. And I do say our show because it will always be ours. Um, so, thanks, brother. I really do appreciate yeah. it. Um, Absolutely, you. You started the uh, the interaction and actually uh, probably deserve most of the credit of getting Dakota on the show, and it was an awesome show. Um, so you deserve to be here, brother. Yeah,
1: so, absolutely. Thank you. Appreciate it. Thank and, you. Uh,
0: also, again, at the end of every show, guys, if you have anything to promote, let me know. Contact me at three three zero paradad at gmail dot com or on Facebook on the Into the Abyss um, Facebook page, or you can private message me as well. And I want to help promote you. It could be a show, a book, uh, anything, an event, and uh, we'll have a good time doing it. So uh, please don't feel, uh, don't be shy, and uh, feel free. I, I've actually got some great shows um, booked up. I actually have all december booked up which isn't saying much because the holidays are on wednesday this year so um christmas and new year's are going to prohibit us from having a show but um we still have some great guests coming on so make sure to check that out and also um our next show is uh my good friend zarina crowe she is a psychic um and uh she has a she has so much to share, and uh, it's going to be a lot of fun. So make sure to check that out. And, uh, um, yeah, thanks for listening, everybody. It was an awesome show. Thank you again to um, Dakota for coming on. Man, that was a lot of fun. So awesome. Yeah. Um, awesome show, guys. Make sure to check it out. Watch this show, guys. You won't be disappointed. You can tell that these are not investigators they are exploring, and they're new to this, and they're—it's like they're having these experiences, and they're—they're they're learning what the pyramid normal is really about, and uh, um, and what how these experiences really do affect you, and you can kind of see, and you see the difference as the episodes go on. You can see how it's affecting them, and and how their approach changes. So it's pretty cool thing to watch. So absolutely. All right. Well, hey, thank you again, John, for coming on. Yes. Oh, thanks uh, for allowing me. Definitely. Um, So with that, guys, we're going to go ahead and end the show. Thank you so much. And uh, you all have a great night.
1: Take care, everybody. Be safe.